Human design is a part science, part spiritual system that tells you who you came here to be. You have your own blueprint, your own way of becoming successful, your own way your dreams are going to come true, the way you'll experience the most joy and fulfillment. The instruction manual for how to move through the world is custom to you. When you act according to that manual, when you act as the real you, everything in life comes to you with more ease and less resistance. We all know we're different, yet we're still acting like there's one way to do life. Let's talk about it. To find out your design and the designs of the people in your life, you can visit myhumandesign.com or download the My Human Design app in the App Store and on Google Play. You know how we say often that when you get aligned, it's actually the coolest thing you can do for other people because you staying in your lane of alignment actually creates um, more sort of tightness and integrity in your structures of your magic lane. And so anyone who's kind of bumping into you or involved in your life, when you maintain the integrity of your lane, it actually creates a better structure in their lane. It kind of holds the pieces of other people's alignment lane together. Well, I actually have a really interesting story about what happens when you don't stay aligned and how Mm -hmm. that actually throws off other people who are next to you in the lanes. So I had a friend of mine who is a chronic people pleaser. And listen, we all have people pleasing tendencies. So this is just a lesson for me and all of us as much as it is for just observing how this kind of stuff gets in the way. I was telling her once that I was really looking for um, something, help with something. And she recommended someone to me very enthusiastically and emphatically and really pumped him up. And I've known her for a long time. So it's interesting because I know that it's her tendency to kind of, I guess, fill in blanks of things that she doesn't necessarily know. And the crazy part is, Taylor, is that everything that has come from me following this recommendation has cost me time and energy. And that's because she, in her need to be the one that helped me out, be the one that had the solution, we think that being the hero or saving someone's day or making someone feel better is the thing that is kind. So we often do it but we don't know how those ramifications of being less than 100% truthful actually does create further down the line misalignments. Because even if something is not true with a capital T to the 5% in the beginning, when that goes further down the track and it amplifies and you get further into it with people or with situations, then that 5% gets only bigger, right? And so you notice the side effects much deeper of that initial misalignment. So it's really been an interesting thing for me because I noticed recently, like if I trace all these things back that have been, I guess, causing misalignment for me, it all came from that one recommendation. And of course, there is an innocent motivation in that, which is a friend wanting to help people out. And we all do that. But it's really started to make me think like, I don't ever want to just make someone feel better in the moment if it's going to cost them later down the line that's only for my ego that I would be doing that 
And so it really is that if something is true, the opposite is usually also true. So you staying absolutely aligned, not saying one thing that you don't mean, not over-exaggerating one story, you know, that's where we want to get to because the opposite is also true. When something is even the slightest bit dishonest or something is, you know, we recommend something or say something with enthusiasm and we don't really mean it. We don't know what other things we're kind of creating in other people. So it was really a shock to me of like, you know, I'm always trying and I'm, I think I've shared this recently, like I'm really working on being radically honest at the moment. And I feel like this pattern came up in my life to show me this is why you need to work on being radically honest. You know, don't just say to someone because you're needing to fill in a blank of a conversation oh I love your this or I think you look cute like that or whatever because even that could cost someone too much you know for example if they really don't feel good wearing something and then I'm the one that says it looks cute on you and I don't fully mean it that's actually blurring their intuition you know that could be interfering with their process of getting to know stuff so it really hit me of like all these niceties that we participate in and we do them again because we mean well. But what if we chose radical truth instead? And how much alignment could we create as a result of that? So that's what's on my mind this week. <laughs> well, you're bringing up an example that I remember from literally last week when we were together. Um, and I think the moments when it's hard to do that, and it even doesn't even have to just be being radically truthful. It's like really just being honest about who you are and how you would you love I love when you say your unthought through self like how you would react to things um we were having a conversation where I was sort of having a I didn't realize it was a conversation I was having that was coming from a triggered place and I was like in my projector bitterness of like they're just not getting it people are just not getting it and I think in those situations it's really easy for the people that you're having a conversation with to sort of just agree with you and be like yeah they're just not getting it because we love to do that mm. and you didn't fall into my downstream and you were you you stuck with the way you actually felt about something and it wasn't like oh it was this uncomfortable thing where you were like mm. you know actually do you know what I'm talking about when we were at yeah. lunch and you're mm -hmm. like actually no I I don't I don't think that and it was like whatever we just kind of brushed over it for a second and we could have never thought about the ramifications of you just staying your unthought through self and you being truthful and you just being honest about how you felt about the situation then that night I had like one of the biggest breakthroughs I've had in a long time. And it was one of the pieces that needed to fall into place for me to see that shift in me was mm -hmm. you that point, that conversation standing out to me because you didn't just fall into what I was thinking. And it mm -hmm. made me second guess, like what was my motivation and what was the kind of what was the underlying thing happening that was creating those feelings in me and me actually seeing what was going on in me set mm. off a chain reaction of a huge shift for me. Mm. So I told you the next day, I said, you know, this is why we have to be so truthful because mm -hmm. you made me slightly uncomfortable by not just agreeing with me, but it, I needed that. Mm. And I think your way you make the amazing distinction is, is not that we had this like big disagreement about it. It just was like, when I really thought about it, I was like, oh, I don't think it's that. And I think purely sometimes by holding the line of mm -hmm. your opinion and, and taking a second to think about what you actually think, rather than again, like I said, like participating in niceties or agreeing with people because you have to, or saving the day or people pleasing or saying to them, they look great, like telling little cute lies, like, 
we don't need to do that anymore and actually look at what unlocks and actually how it is kinder to just be yourself. And again, I think we've only seen either the extreme of people pleasing or the extreme of having huge triggered attacky disagreements. But there's something beautiful in the middle where like no one sees it as a threat to each other when we're just like having an open conversation and if I, if you came to me tomorrow and said, I need a recommendation for this, or I'm really looking for something and I genuinely didn't have it, I would know that it's not supposed to be me that even comes up with a recommendation that you'll find it from somewhere else. And I'll just be like, oh, I don't know. I've got nothing for you. Yeah. That's you say, really what I don't have. You say this, I mean, with various different parts of the chart, like it, what comes to me is like when we're talking about generators, how we say it's, it's, um, actually the selfless thing for them to Mm. not do things when it's a no because Mm -hmm. when they say no to something they don't jump in that slot Mm -hmm. they leave that slot available for the right person to show up and you say this sometimes about fives and like if Mm. you could think about um, a couple examples maybe that have to do with a human design chart what Mm. does this look like with different hd examples I think if you think about the universe has assigned each of us our perfect roles to play. And if everyone just plays their role, the harmony that we would all enjoy would be amazing. But because we have these different ideas of where we think we'll get validation from, we're assuming other people's roles and like you said we're taking up the roles that we're not supposed to be taking up and then you're throwing you're literally kicking someone else out of potentially playing the role they're supposed to play but because we think we know better and we think we have to engineer all these things I think the generator example is amazing but you could also apply it to basically anything you could apply it to projectors saying yes to invitations that aren't aligned to their authority you could apply it to um like you said fives people with five in their profile they need to learn when is the right call, like when they are actually qualified to come up with a solution or do that save the day thing that they do. Like, and when they actually don't have the skills that are necessary in this situation, it's for them to refrain and pull back. And there is such a beauty in obviously taking aligned action, but also in taking that very um elegant restraint from the things that are not for you you know what I mean that also takes work is to restrain you know um but then for example like I'm also thinking about someone with gift 38 right who's someone who's supposed to be like standing up and being vocal about things that are wrong or not necessarily vocal but taking a stand about things right and not being afraid to be a little bit kind of shaker uppy or the same with gift 51 you know the way that they would kind of stay in their Um, integrity in a conversation with you would have been different to the way that I would have had a conversation with you so there isn't even a template of how you stay your unthought through self it's about your gifts so if you're supposed to be very um, enthusiastic even right if you have like some of the a lot of the enthusiastic gifts that come out of your throat of course be enthusiastic when you're agreeing with someone but that doesn't mean be enthusiastic about everything be selective about what you what you endorse with enthusiasm right so everything is about using the gift in the right time in the right place and also the right dosage employing the right dosage into things right and being honest about when it's coming from the need to stay the same to enable people to just do the easy quick thing, which sometimes is okay, as long as you know what you're doing, you know? And also when is the right time to not just people please or say things that just, you know, how we just like say empty words, you know? 
Um, I'm trying to think about other things like, um, you know, if you have a four in your profile, being selective, being a bit close to things, you know, not just saying be open to everything. No, actually, that's incorrect for you. And you might throw people and yourself out of alignment when you do that. Um, you know, if you are a one and you say to yourself, well, I don't need to research my thing as much. I don't need to come as well prepared because it looks uncool. Then look at how much you might be throwing other people off when they need you to be the one who's prepared. So it's any type of shadow or shame that you would have over whatever all the different pieces of your design are. You know, you can really go through that. But I loved the ones that you picked up because they're the kind of really, I think, the really common ones. Yeah. And I like that you point out too, um, how you're saying just because you have like a gift doesn't mean you always have to apply it to everything. Mm -hmm. So it's actually knowing part of alignment, part of being um, your real self is not always applying it to everything. For example, my mom is a manifesting generator, 5-1. Like sh she is always the person in our family of she's one of eight kids. She's the oldest of eight kids. She's mm -hmm. always been the one that's to sort of solve problems for everybody and figure things out and take charge. And um, she has gotten to this place where her parents are living with her. And I think our whole family has always just assumed like she's the one that would sort of be responsible for taking care of them as they get older, because that's just the role she's always played. But my mom is also very interested in human design and, and talks with me about it. And she's really understanding that she needs to follow what her gut says and how she emotionally feels about things. And she's like, Taylor, I know I'm not supposed to be that person. And it's been really hard for her to accept mm -hmm. that. And she finally, this past week, came to the conclusion and, and shared with her family, like, I'm not going to be that person. That's mm -hmm. not the trajectory of my future. And all wow. of a sudden, her sister comes out of the woodworks and was like, you know, I've always wanted to be the person. <gasps> and but her sister never would have stepped up because. Yes. Because tra traditionally and just historically in our family, she's just the one that does everything and I literally have yeah. chills saying that because Me I too. now when I think about her sister being the one to take care of them it makes so much sense and and that's what's magical is like you never know what space you're opening up for someone right when you say no when you restrain when you refrain and honestly how do you know the right time to use your gifts it's strategy and authority baby like your mom clearly her gut was no longer lit up by it or never was or wasn't for a long time and she was brave enough to listen to that mm -hmm. and that's you know again with your mind it can be scary because her logical mind could have been like well who's going to do it and then I'm going to leave everyone yep. you know completely alone and you go through all that mind stuff but you have to trust that your gut is not just this random thing or whatever your authority is. It's not random. It's the universe literally speaking to you through that mystical, ineffable part of you that is not human, that is not just mental, that is so much more all-seeing, all-knowing. And that's how it's speaking to you. So if we can trust that without having to make sense of it, then we do know the right times to make the right calls. We do know the right times to speak up. We do know the right times to stay out on thought through self. And um, that's why, you know, again, strategy and authority is just the magic source because it will never lead you the wrong way. And I love that story so much because look at how much she opened up, but how much conditioning there is around generators and manifesting, uh, manifesting generators saying no. Yeah, she and it, it has opened up this whole other, you know, space of energy for her. You know, mm -hmm. knowing that that isn't what's in the cards for her in the future, suddenly it opens up this possible new future for her. 
And mm-hmm. it opens up this new possible future for her sister, who is mm-hmm. so excited to step into that role at some point. Yeah. And yeah, it just and it just makes sense. But logically, prior to her actually feeling it, she she was like, could not make sense of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's really interesting because sometimes it's that in between time before the positive evidence has come in of you, your effects of your alignment. I want to acknowledge that that's a really scary thing. And sometimes it's not as instantaneous as seeing the positive results straight away. And that's when your mind can really play tricks on you. So I'm in a situation right now where someone told me something that I was really um, sad about, but I knew that because I hadn't been invited, I couldn't say anything. I can't step up. And I'm scared about what it will mean for some other situation. And at the same time, I know that if I have acted in a in an aligned way, I can't see yet that it will pay off or how it will pay off, but I know that it does. You know what I mean? In the meantime, my mind is going to get scared and that's okay. You know, it's growth or being aligned doesn't mean that you don't feel scared. It doesn't mean that you sometimes don't trust. It doesn't mean that you sometimes doubt things, but it means that you've decided even despite all those things, you're still going to back trying to live aligned than unaligned and that life is more worth living in this way even if it does seem more unknown even if it does seem less like we're in control um and then the more you do that the more you see then eventually that the positive result comes and it comes in ways that you couldn't even imagine and then it becomes easier to keep doing it again so even though my part of me is still now like well what's going to happen now instead and like how's this even going to think and sometimes I'm so tempted to like jump in and you know, whatever, do my thing. And I'm like, no, just restrain and see what happens. You've done this enough times to know that the universe probably is going to orchestrate something that you're going to look back and be like, wasn't that freaking fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's, it's helped me to reframe it as um, when I, cause I think we sometimes, and I don't think it's everybody, but I think sometimes people can feel a little bit of selfishness when they are honoring their own alignment. But it's helped me to reframe it as when I stay aligned, I open up the stream for others to be aligned. Exactly what you were saying at the beginning of this conversation is that you create a stream that almost pushes the people around you into their own alignment, too, as a natural byproduct of your alignment. Yeah. And again, like obviously it doesn't, it's different than wanting to change people because they obviously have to get there with their own free will. But at least for the um, I guess the place where your river and their river kind of uh, meets at that bank, you have upheld your side of the bank, right? And so it allows them, if they're flowing, to flow alongside you with the proper integrity and the proper structure for that little junction. And so it really does compound. In the example of your mom and the sister, like it literally doubled itself. So the benefit was not only to your mom, but it it literally was to two people instead of one. And that's really the magical thing is that we don't know how many other people's alignment and we can't even know because it's people we just, you know, were behind in a line in a coffee shop that we changed the timing of down to that simple, but down to as big as this, for example. We just never know. 